Esther Burke, international writing expert, author and life coach. I'm so excited to have Wendy Pitts-Reeves with me. She's an international speaker, member of the Forbes Coaches Council and serial entrepreneur. Wendy knows the joys and challenges of doing what scares others on their way to personal and professional success. She has built a group counseling practice, launched a leadership conference and served in public office. Today, as a private practice expert, she coaches women entrepreneurs in the healing arts. She inspires them to charge what they're worth, own their authority and do the big things they really want to do. Wendy, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you, Esther. This is an honor and a half. I'm really happy to be here. So let's jump right into your story. Let me ask you, what has been your fears along your road? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> As I mentioned before we got on the call, you don't reach my point in life at, in my age um, without having been through a few things over the years. Um, and I have, I always tell my clients that if it's not, if it doesn't scare you to death, you're not growing. So there are lots of things I've done in my life that were really scary at the time. Um, when I think about some of the highlights, if I had to pick out just two or three favorites, uh, one, of the, one of the first big scary things I ever did was in my early 20s, I made a decision to travel from the US to Europe, which may not sound like a big deal if you're in Europe, but at the time I was only making the minimum wage, like, like elementary wages, very small wages, um, and had no money. And I thought only wealthy people went overseas. And it was a really big deal to do a dream trip to overseas. And I did that. And that was, that was scary. I had never traveled outside of the country before. I didn't know any other languages. I had no idea how to do it. And then in my 40s, I made a decision to run for office here in my local community. I served on it's called the county commission. It's like the governing body that ruin, um, oversees the region. And in my area, not that many women run for office. And I was in the minority in every possible way. And I had never done that. I didn't know anyone who'd ever done that. And it was a very, very, very big, scary thing to do. Um, and then uh, sort of a fun thing that's kind of a crazy fun thing I did is I, I have run a business for many, many years. I run a, my background is in mental health. And I've run a group counseling practice that I built from the ground up starting back in the early 90s. I've done that forever. But along the way, I've run several smaller businesses on the side. And one of those was an adventure-based business for women called Secret Adventures for Courageous Women. And that's a crazy thing all by itself. I can tell you more about that if you want to hear it. Yeah. Um, but that, just how I, how I came up with that idea, how it worked, and how I did the very first one of those adventures was a pretty funny story. Yeah, go for it. Well, so Secret Adventures. So my, my business was called C2C Consulting, which is Courage to Confidence. And I'm all about trying to help women recognize and identify that they are already courageous. Women do courageous things all the time. They don't even know it. You know, raising kids, running a business, managing a home, dealing with a job, dealing with difficulties, illness, and helping care with the elderly. And like, like there are so many things that women have to handle that they don't think anything about. 
that is really brave, but they don't know it and they don't own it and they don't take credit for it. So I wanted to figure out a way to help women see how courageous they already were. And I'm a big outdoor person. I love doing outdoor adventures. And so I was working with a coach who suggested, I, I came up with this idea. I want to take women out and do adventuresome outdoor things. And she said, why don't you make it, why don't you do something a little different and make it like, I don't know, a surprise. <laughs> and I thought, that's a cool idea. I like surprises. <laughs> and so the, I, and she also, I was, I wanted to do big trips, like taking them around the country or overseas. And she said, why don't you do little things first that are close to home to get people used to working with you so they can trust you and that kind of stuff. So I came up with this idea that I would plan an event. And the way, the way it worked was that I would make an announcement on Facebook. Hey guys, the next adventure is coming up. Here's the date. Here's the time. Here's what it costs. Here's how many people I can take. Um, sign up here. And I will tell you what to wear, what to bring and where to meet. And we would get together and I would put them in a van and we would go somewhere and they would have no idea where we were going or what we were doing until we got there, which was the secret. So I had to sell something that I couldn't tell them what they were buying, which was crazy. And we did, um, I mean, literally I would say, I'm not telling you what we're gonna do. You just have to trust me and come with me and we're gonna go do something. And we did everything from, I did this every, I did an event every month for, for three years, every month. And it was everything from a fishing trip to a kayaking, to hang gliding, to a pottery class, to a classical music concert, to a wine tasting, to rowing, um, you name it. We did all kinds of things. Some of them were very physical and, and challenging. Some of them weren't very physical at all, but all of them were hard in some way for somebody that was in the group. And the very first adventure that I had, like I couldn't figure out how the heck I was gonna promote this. You know? <laughs> so I have, uh, I mentioned to you, I have sort of a framework that I use that I realized that I use personally to do things that are scary. When there's something big I set for myself, I'm gonna do this thing. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I've realized there's a pattern to how I do that. And to put it in shorthand, essentially it's decide, declare, deliver. There's actually more to it than that, but in a sense, in a nutshell, it's make a decision, declare what you're gonna do to, in some way with your words or your wallet, and then deliver, go do what it is you said you were gonna do. So the Secret Adventures was hilarious because I had this super cool idea and it was like gonna be so much fun. And I decided, so decision was the first step, right? I decided that my first adventure, when I first came up with this idea, was I was going to take them for a hike by uh, at night under a full moon in the mountains. Wow. So I live near the Smokies. I live near the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which is the number one national park in the United States, the most popular park in the country. And we had a full moon coming up and hiking at night by a full moon is a spectacular experience. And I thought, I'll take them to the mountains. We'll have a lovely picnic watching the sunset. And then I'll take them on a hike through the woods in the dark to a particular overlook, a spot that I know that's up high 
where they could see out over the city and see out over the mountains and it would be beautiful. And I'll do it on a weeknight as a way of showing them that you can do something kind of cool, even on a work day. And it didn't take a lot of money. It was easy to do. It was just the, the, the scary part is being in the woods in the dark in a place that they didn't know and all those kinds of things. So I thought that's going to be a cool idea. That'll be my first secret adventure. And then I was like, so how do I sell that? <laughs> because I couldn't tell them it was going to be a cool thing. I couldn't tell them what we were going to do. That was the whole point, right? How do I convince people to give me money, come with me someplace who don't know me necessarily and have no idea what kind of thing they're getting into? Like, who knows where I'm taking them? How did you do it? It was really, really funny. So I have a talk that I have given all over the country and even a little bit overseas, actually, where I, I talk about this process of decide, declare, and deliver. And like when you have a big idea and there's something in your life you want to do that you just can't imagine how you could possibly ever do it, this, is the, this process will get you there. And so I made this decision. I'm like, okay. And then the next step is like, I need to declare this in some way. And I, I kept putting it off. Like I need to announce it. I needed to tell people, but I kept putting it off and putting it off. Like, I don't even know how to do it. And to do a hike on a full moon night meant that there was a time, like I had a specific date. If I don't do it, this was in September of 2011. <laughs> and if I didn't do it, the next month, it was going to be too cold. So I had to do it now or not at all. And so there was this feeling of like, Wendy, if you're serious about this, you better, you got to say something, you got to declare it or you're never going to do it. And so I kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And the full moon was going to be on a Monday night. I remember that. And, you know, normally if you do an event or you're promoting a workshop, you want to tell people a few weeks in advance maybe even a month in advance to give them time to plan. Sure. I couldn't do it. I was so afraid and I felt so silly. The Thursday morning before that Monday, four days in advance, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. I could not sleep. And I'm like, good grief, woman, just do it. So I went onto Facebook and I created an event and I didn't even know what to call it. I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know what to say about it. I just started writing and I said, hey, everybody. So um, if you could use a break and you could do, you'd like to have a little fun and it would be nice to have somebody else figure it all out for you. And you need like a little stress break and you kind of want to like, like I was aiming it at women who were like sort of working too hard and needed a break, you know? And I'm like, I have, a, I have something kind of cool that I'm going to be doing to do this. You have to be courageous because I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's a secret <laughs> and you have to be kind of adventurous or you're not going to want to do this. In fact, which is how it turned into secret adventures for courageous women. I wasn't calling it that. I just started describing it and I'm like, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but what the heck? And if you're in, let me know. And I spent two hours writing this like two paragraph description had no idea what I was doing. I'm just like, okay, here we go. And at six o'clock in the morning, I read it for like thousandth time. 
tweaked it one more time and went, here we go. And I've hit publish. <laughs> Boom. It's out there. And then <laughs> love this. Wonderful. I just, like, I just held my breath. I just yeah. held my breath. I'm like, okay, now what? And I got up, started getting into my day, started getting ready to go to work. And 45 minutes later at 15 till seven in the morning, I got my first person signed up (laughs) and it was a friend of mine who was also an entrepreneur who was very busy, a very strong leader who was always in charge of something. And she said, Wendy, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, woohoo. And And then another one, and then another one, and then another one. And I ended up having, I think, six or seven people who went on that first adventure. And I had no idea what I was doing. And it ended up becoming, like I did that, that started it. And I did that every month for the next three years. And it took on a life of its own. And it got to where I would run into to a woman in town who was be with a friend and she said, Wendy, you've got to meet my friend, so-and-so. She's a courageous woman too. And like people started identifying themselves as courageous women with a capital C and a capital W. <laughs> and it became kind of this like a thing. And twice a year, I would have a big get together at a beautiful place in the mountains where we'd have a giant bonfire and lots of food and people would come and stand or sit around the fire. We'd have to have like 20, 30 people and we would tell stories about all the adventures we'd done during the year. Wow. Um, and it was life-changing in ways that I never expected. It absolutely changed lives. To this day, I can see things that have come from those trips, both for me personally and for the women who went on those trips. And I had so, no freaking idea what I was doing in the beginning. So beautiful, Wendy. I love it. So you said decide, declare, and then... Um, Deliver. Deliver. You told us that between the decide and deliver, no, between the declare and deliver, there was this fear. So what do you recommend? How do you overcome this fear? Well, my point here, so what I tell people when I, when I give talks about this or when I'm teaching the full process, I actually have a course on this, on the whole process that I can do. And what I tell people is that the secret, the magic sauce for me in getting myself to do something that is really scary is the declaration, is to tell, and what I always say is that you have to declare your intentions with your words or your wallet. And what I mean by that is you tell people what you're going to do. Either you tell an accountability partner or you tell your customers or you tell the public you make an announcement in Facebook or through to your list or um, to your family or to your best friend. You know, if you decide, let's, you know, this, this happens every year, every January, somebody, people decide they're going to lose weight this year and they decide I'm going to get it. This is the year I'm going to get in shape. This is the year I'm going to start going to the gym. This is a, this is what I always tell people. If I decide I'm going to go to the gym and Sunday night, I'm like geared up tomorrow morning. I'm starting my new thing. And then Monday morning comes and I wake up at 5 a.m. I'm like, you know, it's a little cold outside. Maybe I'll wait an hour. And then six o'clock comes. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't think today's a good day. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. And it's, I can just as quickly undecide left to my own devices. But if I make a decision 
And then I tell my best friend what I'm going to do. And my best friend says, you know what? I want to do that too. Okay. I'll meet you at the gym at, at 5:30. Then when I wake up the next morning, I'm going to be like, I don't really want to go, but my friend's going to be there. So I'm going to go. Cause I'm not going to let her down. I have declared my intention to her. Now I'm going to deliver on that intention. Like that's, that's the magic to me, for me personally, that has worked over and over and over for anything I've ever done in my whole life that was scary. So for example, in my early twenties, when I made that first trip overseas, when I made $4 an hour and I'm, and I planned to go on this giant trip across the ocean, the way I declared that was I started telling friends I was going to go and when I was going to go two years out. And I started wow. taking classes in German two years out to wow. plan for a trip. That was a declaration. I spent money. I invested in German training. I started telling people publicly and I did a whole bunch of other things. And then the day came when I had to buy plane tickets, right? So I declared that in that way. When I ran for office, I I was approached by people in the public, friends of mine in the community who asked me to run. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then when I made the decision to run, I went to a meeting of my local political organization and I told them out loud. I declared out loud. All right, guys, I think I'm, I think I'm willing to do this. And boom. So for Secret Adventures, when I put it on Facebook, boom, you have to do it. So you do it you either invest, you buy a, you, you hire a coach, you take a course, you buy the plane tickets, you tell the person that you love them, like whatever it is, when there's something you want to do, you hire an editor. If it's about writing, when there's something that you want to do and you're like, I don't know if I can do this and you put money into it, or you declare it in some way with your words to people whose opinion matters to you you're going to do it much Wendy. more often. You're going to do it. <laughs> you're so great, Wendy. Do you know where it comes from, this idea with declaration? So, uh, you know, I coach women business owners. I coach women who are healers and healthcare providers who want, who are in private practice or want to develop a private practice. And what I tell them all the time, like I have women who will tell me, I want to start a practice, but I don't know how, or I want to raise my rates, but I don't know how, or I want to start a program or start launching retreats, but I don't know how, or I want to give a talk, but I don't know how I tell them the how is almost never the problem. Like you will figure out the how the problem is giving yourself permission to do what you really want to do anyway and getting yourself over those internal roadblocks, those sort of hurdles that we have to get over inside that says, who am I to do this? I can't possibly do this. I'm crazy to even think about doing this. Yeah, so, and I, I find, I mean, from just for me personally, realizing that saying it out loud and declaring it in my intention in some public way, that's enough to get me going. I also have found I mean, there are things that help. So the accountability of the declaration is why that helps. But I also find that it helps, for example, to have people in your life who believe in you, who support you, and who will challenge you. 
So an example of that, family and friends are awesome, <laughs> but sometimes when we want to do big things, our family is not necessarily the best place to go for support because, and I'm thinking particularly about entrepreneurship because that's what I'm all about. I love seeing women launch a business and do things that make them, I love that. I get so excited about it, but launching a business is kind of a crazy thing to do. And we entrepreneurs are kind of crazy people in a way. Like it's so much easier to just go get a job and let somebody else do the worrying, right? Running a business is not for the faint of heart. And when you want to launch a practice or create a program or sell a course, our families who want to protect us and who love us and don't want to see us get hurt, their tendency is going to want to play safe. They're going to be like, are you sure, honey? Are you sure? Like, wouldn't it be better if you just went and got a nice job at that, that agency you used to work at? <laughs> or, or some of our friends, um, especially if they are not the kind of folks who have done this kind of thing themselves, sometimes they will judge that or they will either be critical or they will say, ah, I don't know about that. You know, they, their own fear will get in the way. So I feel like it is absolutely critical that you have people in your life who also do big things and who understand it, who get it when you are trying to grow and who say, absolutely, you can do that. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I trust you. you're going to figure it out. I believe in you. I don't know how it's going to work, but you'll find a way. I'm not worried at all. Go for it. And oh, by the way, why haven't you done it already? <laughs> yeah. So I, that to me, that's where working with a coach really helps. It's where being part of a mastermind really helps. Um, it's where having accountability partners who are sort of at a similar place as you in your life really helps. All of those are strategies that I use and have used for years to help me stay on track and keep moving forward when the fear gets too much. Mm, love it, Wendy. Who has yeah. been the biggest believer in you? Well, I have been, I've been really blessed in many, many ways. I've had lots of mentors over my life, lots of people who have said, you can do this. And I, sometimes they say, you can do this. And I don't know how, sometimes they say, you can do this and I'll teach you how. Sometimes they say, you can do this and I'll help you figure it out. I have had many of those. I could talk for an hour just about that. <laughs> But I would say my number one encourager has been my parents, both of them. Um, my folks are fairly elderly at this point. They're in their late 70s, early 80s. Um, my dad has dementia, so we are slowly losing him. But as I was growing up and to this day, uh, my parents have always been the kind who would say, Actually, what they would say is they don't know where I get it. <laughs> they would say, we can't do this. We don't know how you do it, but you're, you're awesome. And they have always been 100% supportive of whatever I've done. And not in a silly, fluffy, oh, honey, we love you. You're awesome. Not that kind of way, but in a genuine, um, okay, when I would say I want to go do whatever crazy thing it was, and there have been many, they would be like, okay. <laughs> you know, my mom would say, be careful. 
don't get hurt. Call me when you get there, like that kind of thing. But they would never tell me I couldn't do it or that it was foolish or anything like that. Mm. They would just be like, wow, okay. Yeah. You're so blessed to have that. I am very, mm. very, 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 very lucky. Mm. Yes, that way. Beautiful. Yeah. And so now you can help so many women to, to get encouraged to do the things they really want. I have, um, I've done a lot of things in my life. And when I think about it over time, all the different things that I've done, um, the thread that runs through all of it is I get really excited when I see people do things that they don't think they can do. Um, and that's true for men and women, boys and girls. But I get in a special, I, I really get excited when I see women and girls do it because we so often doubt ourselves in so many ways. It's really amazing to me how women hold themselves back. So I started a conference for girls at one point, which I haven't told you about, but I, at one point I was part of a local uh, women's organization that we launched a conference for girls that were ages roughly 13 to 18 to help them build confidence. And it was a conference that happened every year. And we, that conference ran for 11 years. And this week I'm going to have dinner with one of those girls who is now a woman in her mid thirties, whose life is completely different than it would have been except for that she was coming to this conference. And I, I watched her grow up and become more confident through the experiences that she got at this event that I used to do. And I've watched the difference she's making in people's lives now. And I get to, I'm going to go see her this week for the first time in a couple of years. I cannot wait to see her. I've, I did a leadership conference for women that was very powerful. I've seen women start businesses, run for office, get out of bad relationships, move across the country, completely turn their lives upside down over to go after a dream. And in every single case, what I have found is that we are the ones who hold ourselves back. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't serve the world for you to play small. It just doesn't do anybody any good. And I live in the Southeast United States and in my part of the country, women really are taught to hold back, to be the number two, never the number one. To, to help your husband, to help your church, to help the little old lady down the street, to help poor folks, you know, to help, to help, 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 but always to be the supporter in the background. Mm -hmm. And part of what I had to learn, and I, this all started when I hit my forties. I, I wasn't like this in my twenties and thirties. I, like I had to grow into it. It was very hard and really scary in the beginning. But I had older women who were behind me saying, I think you should try this. I think you should lead this. I think you should start this and I'm going to help you do it. Um, and there, I can tell you so many times where I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to do that or old enough to do that or savvy enough to do that or experienced enough to do that or trained enough to do that or credentialed enough to do that, which is a bunch of BS. But I felt that way a lot. And I had lovely people in my life and sometimes men who would say, you can do this. I'll go with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and stepping into leadership 
Like that's a thing. Learn like running a committee, running a program. When somebody says, that's a great idea, would you run it? Don't say, oh, I'd love to, but you know, you don't really want me to run it, but I'll help. <laughs> that's what we always, no, I, no, 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 no. You don't want me to be in charge, but I'll help with whoever. Absolutely. I'm your go-to person. I will help. That doesn't serve. If you want to make a difference in the world and you want to change things, or you just want to see what you're capable of, stop being number two and be number one. And I mean, you can hear it. Like I get, I feel really strongly about this. It comes out in my voice. I start preaching. But <laughs> I um, love it. Love it, Wendy. <laughs> when I ran for office, I had to put my name on the signs. And I can't tell you how uncomfortable that was. Like all over my town, there were signs everywhere with Wendy on them in big letters. <laughs> it was, it was so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. And in the beginning, I like I had to go up and ask people to vote for me or ask people to give me money or ask people to volunteer on my campaign. I cannot tell you how uncomfortable that was. And in the beginning, I would just like squirm. I would do anything to avoid talking to people. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this. By the end of that campaign, which lasted about a year, I would talk to anything that walked. <laughs> I would drive through a neighborhood and if somebody was on their lawnmower, I would hop out of my car and go run up to them and make them turn off their lawnmower and talk to them. Hey, my name is Wendy. I'm running for office. Would you vote for me? <laughs> Which is how we grow, right? This is how we change. You start doing something that's super scary and awkward and uncomfortable mm -hmm. and you're not very good at it, but you are surrounded by people who love you, care about you, who will teach you, who will go with you. That helps. Mm -hmm. um, and then you kind of stumble through it. And one day you wake up and realize that you've learned a few things and you know more than you used to know. And all of a sudden you've kind of, you're doing it. And then the next thing comes along and then the next thing, and then the next thing. And one day you wake up and you look back and you've spent 30 years doing big, hard, scary things. And every single one of them has made you stronger, clearer, more experienced. And you still get scared, but not as scared. Yeah. And you learn with experience. I can do hard things. All I have to do is decide, declare, and deliver. So lovely, Wendy. So where, where can people reach you? Well, there are two ways to find me that I think are best. The, the most obvious one is my website, which is just my name, wendypittsreeves.com. If someone is interested in working with me or just even sort of testing the waters a little bit, I would invite them to click on the, there's a place that says start here and read about my quick start consult, which is a great one-time way just to get a little coaching about a specific problem you've got. If they are a healer already, if you have a private practice or want to have a private practice, then I invite you to come and find me on my Facebook group, which is called the Ideal Practice Community. It's a small, fairly intimate group where we talk about how to design a private practice that is ideal for you, that works as well for you as it does for your clients. Great. Wendy, one last word for our audience. Declare, say your intention, set your intention and then tell somebody. Tell me, tell you, tell their audience. Like, if you want to, if you want to write a book, I'll go to what I know is a, is a passion of yours. If you want to write your first book and you're terrified 
and you're, and the first step is you need to hire a writing coach, tell a friend, okay, I'm going to reach out to three writing coaches this week and I'll let you know on Friday that I've done it. <laughs> like something that simple. And the smallest steps lead to the biggest wins. You just have to start. Hold your nose and jump. <laughs> Boom. Thank you so much. It has been so lovely to hear your story. Thank you, Wendy. You're welcome. I hope this is helpful. It's an honor to be here. I hope your audience gets something out of it. And if there's anything else I can do to help, by all means, reach out. You know how to find me. Thank you.